Jay right in your face. Welcome back to the Fadeaway Podcast, baby. What a hiatus this one was, pal. Oh, baby. <laughs> We're on a long hiatus. But we bike. We bike. Yo, what day is it today? Today's the, the first day of the NBA season, the comeback of the NBA season, July 30th. Guys, you're listening to this. We're recording during, literally during the Utah game, uh, trying to be prepared for the 9 o'clock Clippers-Lakers game. Uh, but we're back. The NBA's back. Your favorite boys are here to talk some basketball. But first, my man Bubble Z. <laughs> <laughs> You know what, with the bubble and new conditions, with the new conditions and us, like, well, me personally taking a real liking to Bubble Tea over the last, like, three months, I felt that that was a very suitable name. I like it. I like welcome, it. Uh, welcome back, sir. How you been? Not bad. Um, just been hanging out. I think we've all enjoyed the weather and everything's been closed for the last four, five, six months, however long. So everyone's just been, now that the weather is great, we've all been out enjoying it. Parks, beaches, pools. Yeah. Uh, anything outdoors, you name it, everyone's probably done it. Patios, patios is a big thing now. Um, but that's been summer. That's some, that's our summer this year. If you told me a year ago, actually, if you told me five months ago that this summer would be spent exclusively outdoors because nothing indoors is available or open, mixed with the fact that the NBA season would be running through the summer, but mm-hmm. also playing in banquet halls without a crowd, I probably would have, I probably would have wagered my life savings potentially ends as well just because i'm like that's that's a pretty safe bet yeah but here we are man um the nba launching back this season with uh with the new bubble so let's let's talk about the bubble let's let's sort of intro that mm-hmm. to, to people who don't know so the bubble of the nba is located in orlando on the grounds of disney world so i don't know who came up with this and who decided that orlando was the safest place for the league to relaunch mm-hmm. considering florida's, florida's COVID numbers wrecked. are terrible yeah uh, so I mean, like their numbers are worse than Ben Simmons' three point stats. Like they, oh, it's, just wait. It, it's getting just wait. it's getting real rough down there. And so. they don't care there. No, they, they don't care at all. They're out on the beach hanging out, chilling. So. Yeah, they don't care at all. And I mean, the fact that it was chosen there. I mean, look, we're not there. We're not in the office, but they chose that location uh, and they made it a bubble. So by every meaning of the term, it is literally like they bubbled in an area of the mm-hmm. Orlando of the Disney World. And players are not allowed to leave. Um, they are only, you know, subject to being there. No family, no friends, uh, hardly any media members. Only a select few. Only a select only very, few. Very, very select few. Yeah. So um, the when this was first pitched, I don't know. I honestly thought, you know, NBA players don't want to be without their fans, without their ladies, their partners, you Kids, know, even whatever you know, it is, they, right? So and and also mixed with playing in front of fans and the and the risks of COVID. Like if you're making you know, guaranteed money. Why would you want to come back and risk all this, right? Yeah. So we didn't know how the players would take it, but the players reacted really well. For the most part. For the most part. Yeah. The more the important ones reacted really well. Yeah, I'm with that. But talk to me about your thoughts on the bubble. Did you think it was going to succeed at first? Did you think there were going to be issues? Because as of right now, the NBA looks like it's head and shoulders above any other major league that's relaunched right now. Yeah. Especially the MLB. It just doesn't make sense in a way because of the weird rules that they have, like, the players, obviously, the coaches, whatever, can't leave the bubble. But the staff that work on Disney World's bu- that work within that bubble can leave and go mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. Like all you Which need is, is very strange, right? All you need is that one case of, you know, that one positive test for the whole bubble, to, the entire bubble to shut down. And I think 
Michael Beasley did test positive. He did test positive. Right, yeah. and he was there for maybe two days, and they kicked him out. Poor guy, man. Yeah, he just got to deal with the Poor Nets. Poor guy. And he just made a comeback. Out. Just made a comeback. And but the, the, I mean, as long as it goes smoothly and no one gets tested positive, and you know, I think it's a great idea. It's a great idea. It's a great way to restart the NBA. It's a great way to salvage what is left of the season. And the, the I think the biggest thing for this is just the schedule change and how the NBA is now running during the summer and it's going to also delay the next season. And I think this is what's going to be what the schedule is going to look like for years to come. Maybe I don't think they'll go back to how the, how it used to run through what, October to June, right? That yeah, was the yeah, 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 yeah. the season. And so I think it's been it, it's a great test period. I think. The idea of the bubble, I think it's cool. Like for the players, even like sure, it's there's a lot of downsides not being able to see your family, your your you know your wife, you you can't see your friends, so on and so forth. But I think it's a cool idea of it's almost like an overnight camp, right? Like it takes you. They, they all say it takes them back to the AAU days. You know, yeah. Kemba Walker was on record saying I've never seen LeBron walking by himself since he was like 18, 16, mm-hmm. whatever it was. So like you see different things and you experience different things in the bubble. And it looks like the players are making the most of it. You see on their lives, you see in, on Instagram, they're, they're fishing, they're going on the roller coasters, you, they're going on the, the water slides and whatever. Yeah. So I think there's definitely a lot of positives to take out of the bubble. But the biggest positive is just that there's going to be a champion crown this year. Yeah. And also the Raptors are the longest reigning NBA champions Shout in out. history. So we basically already back-to-backed it. Now we're going to three-peat this year. Oh, yeah. And we are, gonna, we are actually going to three-peat this year, and it was... Uh, I got the stamp of approval this morning from <laughs> Nav Batia. I met super fan oh, you today. Did, you did, yeah. Yeah, I met my guy Nav. So he told us, he told me we're going to repeat. We're going to so, repeat, yeah. Um, Nav, if you're hearing this, <laughs> <laughs> come through, man. Come through. <laughs> come to the crib. Come to the paras. We got you. Um, but yeah, man, it's uh, it's quite interesting you bring that up because I feel like from a player's perspective, like this is pretty lit. It's in cool. The, in the sense where it's like, especially guys that are high profile, can't, well, almost all of them are high profile, can't really walk around. There's tears. You know, you, you get swarmed by the fans, you get yeah. pictures, kids, and all that. But the fact that, like you were saying, like LeBron is able to walk around with his teammates, five or six of them, and just grab a burrito, and they're like, oh, look across, it's the Milwaukee it's Bucks. Bucks. Yo, what's yeah. going on, guys? Like, yeah. it, it's definitely weird, but it, it, Okay, so I read a quote. It was, I think, it was like a GM or something. He went anonymous, and he was like, Classic. "This is gonna be, you got like, this is gonna result in the next super team. Like this bubble oh, area, hundred percent. The next super team is gonna come out of oh, this yeah. bubble because there's multiple, gonna be so much multiple super teams. Coming there's out gonna of this be one. so much tampering. It is unbelievable. And Masai, so the Raptors are the only team that got two guys in the front office, and they got Masai and Bobby. Oh, we're making moves. Because Bobby's doing his job and Masai is trying to go after Giannis. Yeah. So like, we need two guys here. So uh, so shout out to the Raptors. Hopefully they get it done. But yeah, like I was saying, man, like it seems like it would be a great idea. Like I, I searched up this like uh, the list of activities that they're offering there. Yo, it's pretty cool. So they, they offered like not, it's 10 different activities. The list of 10 that I found. The 10th yeah. thing is... Uh, DJ parties. So okay. this one was the first night. Dwight. Trash. Only Dwight, think about Dwight, that. Only Dwight Howard showed up bro, at that but, party, but bro. Think about that, man. You're in a bubble, <laughs> and there's well, only men. <laughs> like wh- these guys are rich. They go. They go to the club. They buy bottles. They have like a ton of people, ton of girls around. Like they're gonna come in here, and they're not gonna go party with their <laughs> peers, man. Like absolutely not. The ninth thing is cards. That's a cheap one. Like, everyone, Whatever. Everyone has cards. Come on. Now. Everyone plays cards, but I guess they supply them with the cards. There's video game stations. Nice. Uh, there's table tennis. The Spurs ran a table tennis for champ, sure. uh, championship, and uh, coach won it. 
Or I guess he won the ping pong one. Uh, uh, there's beach volleyball. Nice. Uh, there's a picture here with Cantor and Taco Fall. There's a pool. Oh, they were, yeah. Pool life, which is pretty cool, man. Like, just to get, like, you know, chill by the water with your teammates, with other teams. I mean, not that um, they don't live lavish, but they're living on a resort. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's you, there's so many activities for them to do. Yeah. So many things for them to kill time aside from playing basketball. Also, I think this is great for players who are trying to prove themselves because this is your one, two month, whatever stint for you to be like to focus in on just basketball and be able to like, okay, listen, I'm looking for a contract next year. I'm yeah. looking for a deal somewhere else. This is your time to do it. And, you know, there's been a few signings already um, right before the NBA st- stopped and as the NBA is, is, is continuing, there's been a few signings of guys getting back into the league that this time is going to be huge for them for for their next contract or their next deal. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and the fourth thing on the list is content creation. And this is sort of like a shout out to uh, Matisse Teibel. He started like a vlog nice. uh, of his time at the bubble, yeah. which has apparently been a big hit. Ash, they love shout out, him. Shout they out my boy Ash. Yeah. He's a big Matisse fan now, especially because because uh, of the, the vlogging thing. Apparently, it's pretty funny. And if, JaVale McGee has one, too. Oh, he's hilarious, dude. Yeah, and then Damian Lillard has a recording studio in his room, so he's going to be creating some music there. Uh, third thing is huge, in my opinion, golf. Um, so a lot of NBA guys, they golf. play golf, yeah. man, and it's it's a good relaxing sport, and I feel like it's just it's nice to have. It's a nice little getaway. You have a practice in the morning, go shower, change, hit the golf course, hang out. Uh, the number two thing is cornhole. I think that's the little game yeah. they play at the with the hacky sack. Yeah, where you toss it into the board and there's a hole. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't believe Whatever. that's number two on the list. Yeah, legit. And number one is fishing. You can take boats out. You can go fishing, and that I think is like think about that, man. That you're not getting swarmed. You're not you're not being rushed mm-hmm. by all the people, all the fans that you'd normally be rushed by. You can walk around. You can eat. You can hang out with your teammates. You can hit up a boat. You can. You hit up Dame and hit a feature and yeah, hit a chorus on his yeah. track. Like, anything, man. Like, anything can happen. So, I honestly think from a player's perspective, a few of them probably are looking forward to it. I know they obviously want to be around their families or at least to say that in public, but all these guys probably hyped, hyped to be away from and, their families. There's <laughs> been rumors. There's been rumors about GMs or anonymous GMs saying that this bubble, they'll probably need it for next year too. Really? Yeah. Because they're not going to come back with fans next year The NFL is going to have fans in two months. Yeah, but they're sabs. They don't care about anything. The NFL, they just... They legit, they're, they're like, anything. hey, guys, uh, we recommend you wear masks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we, have, we have a helmet with a mask on. I think we're good. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so so there's that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the bubble, that's that's pretty much the, the, the gist, gist of the bubble yeah. and, and what it is. I don't want to spend too oh, much time Oh, also, very important fact about the bubble you need to know. If you leave the bubble, oh, yeah. they will determine what activities you did while you left they will they'll they'll analyze well they'll analyze the activities you did while you left and determine what your quarantine period would be. Yep. Now that's very interesting that's because a good good point you bring that up. I almost the forgot. virus changes basically on what you did when you left the bubble. For example, Zion left for family reasons, mm-hmm. and what did he get? Four days. Yeah, four days. He but he had to be ready for the season opener. That's a, four days. That's all he needed because because uh, the Rona doesn't doesn't not, transmit. doesn't transmit around family. Louisiana or wherever he's. Lou will went to. It's rumored to be a gentleman's club, but he makes it seem like it's just a, it's just a, a place to get wings. No, no, he acknowledges that it's he's a gentleman's it? club, okay. but he's say, what he's saying, and to his defense, yeah. I did listen to a podcast, I think it was on Knuckleheads, yeah. 
before COVID. Yeah. And he was like, Magic City, the spot. And he they loves were like, his, his, and they were like yo, isn't the there a strip club? He's like, yeah, yeah, I know. But trust me, the, the wings, wings yeah. fire. He, they have a flavor named after him there. Uh, uh, the okay. Lou Will Barbecue or something. dropped Guap for that flavor. You oh. dropped some, some uh, well, ones. For sure. And a bunch he probably has to spend so much money on those wings. <laughs> Paying for paying for the wings and <laughs> ones, but he went he went to Magic City, got some wings, and they quarantined him quarantined him for ten days. Yeah, yeah. But I, I okay. There's this is the Come question on. I want to ask. If it doesn't okay, because he got exposed by that idiot Jack Harlow rapper who decides to post a picture of him. Yeah. Like first of all, Lou. I don't know if Lou was in the and like why are you taking that picture? You as a professional should know. Like yeah, yo, probably I should not be here. I just left the bubble today. I should not be here. Is he so posing in it or not? Everything? He's, posed, oh, peace, he's posing. He's signing with his mask <laughs> and like covering his eyes. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Oh. Uh, so my question to you is if if it didn't, if that picture never surfaced, yeah, would the NBA no. have done the 10-game or 10-day suspension? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know, actually. I, I honestly I think it's optics, think so. I don't think so. I think they know. Listen, they know they need these players to play, man. They've, lo- they've already lost so much money. But yo, it's gotta be optics, cause like if I okay, if I come back, I'm Lou when I come back, and the, the okay, the condition is if you if you test negative, you can come in, and while you're in, you have to test pos- a negative for the next like three four days, mm. or ten. Yeah. So if I'm Lou, I test negative, I get in. Mm. Day one passes. Day two passes. Day three passes. Day four passes. I'm still negative. Like, where's the virus going to yeah. just, it's not going to pop up. And it, the whole thing is like, scientifically, they're like, oh, it takes two weeks to, to show symptoms. Okay, well, regardless, he's doing 10 days. Yeah. So if day 11 came and he showed symptoms, then it's game over. It's 100% for me an optics thing. It's like, yeah. we got to, we can't just let this guy go out to the strip club and come back and, you know, all this. Absolutely. But it doesn't make any sense. Like, why, what is Zion so privy to that? The virus doesn't hit him as different. Zion's box office. He doesn't get the virus, bro. That's what I mean. But Lou was box office too. Like tonight, the Clippers are playing and they're missing Pat Bev, Lou, and Montrez Harrell. Like, what's going on, man? Like, what am I watching here? And they're they're trying to hype it up the Battle of LA. Like, bro, three men are missing, bro. What's good? Three guys are missing, but take You know, you're a good team when those three are missing and you still have Paul George and Kawhi. I know. You still have the Landry Shaman's going to go ham tonight. He has to. I think they're they're relying on him a lot tonight. uh, So that, yeah. And then I think another another guy that left is uh, Rashawn Holmes. Holmes. Did you hear about his situation? Because he got quarantined ten days too. Because he left he the leave? bubble to pick up his food. Pick up food from his mom. His mom dropped or someone I, I dropped it off for him. I don't know what it was. Or he ordered. He got it from, but he stepped out, came back, oh got ten days. Um, but yeah, Rashawn's on Lou, and then obviously the Brooklyn Nets entire roster, like Spencer Dinwiddie and DeAndre Jordan, both tested positive. They didn't even make it before the, the bubble, bubble, so they're yeah. like, yeah, we're gonna sit this one out. Um, do I believe it? I don't believe it. I think neither of them wanted to play, given Kyrie and KD are sitting out. Yeah. Just no point. why? No point. What purpose, point. man? And especially DeAndre Jordan, like he's definitely not gonna go. But I mean, like as Spencer Dinwiddie, like you're fighting for a contract though. Like he's he's trying to get a team, man. Like he's fighting for. I don't know if he's restricted or unrestricted this summer, but I know that he. I don't think should not be sacrificing him. his. Uh, bro, honestly, Spencer Dinwiddie to me is the number one sleeper pickup. In the I, whole I entire agree, but I don't think but that's I a whole think different. Because their money's tied up, they're not gonna be able to pick yeah. him up no, again. That's they're why. not gonna be able to. Yeah, but I think saying. they're out there. Yeah. I think. Oh, okay. Interesting point there. Yeah, yeah. But let's get into let's get into some legitimate basketball. Uh, they had the scrimmages running for about a week. Yeah. And it was it was we there was a bunch of highlights that came out, a bunch of like really good basketball that came out of the scrimmages. Not a lot of people looked rusty. I would say I, I think everyone looked pretty um, solid. 
I'd say the first game for every team. Sure, I'd say like absolutely. the first quarter and a half. Absolutely, but yeah. like on a, on a, on a, like on the grand scale, like no. everyone was running. Like they they looked pretty, pretty Bro, by, solid. By game, so I watched the first game. Yeah. And it was Houston and Toronto, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Man, Harden's gas. Harden's gas." Yeah, 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 yeah. Had twenty five. <laughs> like, well, shit. All right. Three days later, three two games later, three games later, he has thirty in the first half. There you go. I'm like, okay, well, I guess this guy doesn't believe in Russ. And I was like, yeah, he looks out of shape. He looks kind of tired, gassed. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just stupid. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, there's right. uh, there's that. So yeah, th- I think it just takes them obviously time to get into game shape, and they're not playing like they're playing. They're still playing limited minutes, so. They're not going to get in the most tip-top game shape. But everyone looked pretty solid. I think some... I, honestly, I think the story of the scrimmage was Bobo. Oh, yeah. That was like the... the I guess maybe the hype beast kind of oh, story yeah. of the scrimmage. Ibn but Ibn man... Ibn <laughs> <laughs> but man, this guy... Uh, so he's standing at... He's 7'2". Oh, man. Probably weighs about a buck 20. Soaking he's, wet. He, bro, he's skinny as hell. Yeah. But this guy, listen, blocks jump shots, runs the floor. Blocks threes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. R- runs the floor well, finishes around the rim well, has a mid-range, has a three-point shot. And this guy was drafted 44th overall. Oh, and he also gets like four blocks a game. And, and he rebounds well. Like yeah. this this kid, I love what he came out and did. And he was like, he's dra- first of all, drafted 44th overall, got yeah. sent down to the G League team. Basically kind of redshirted on, on, the, on the Nuggets. All of that, he's like, yo, I'm still going to come up. I'm still going to play. I'm still yeah. going to play well. And that's exactly what he did. He's, he looks so good. So he was supposed to be a lottery pick. And I think the foot injury, the foot injury dropped with his down. height and size. Yeah. And I mean, with muscle mass, too, like it is definitely a risk that yeah. you're taking. I but I mean, yeah. man, like, he's proving wow, him wrong, has man. he he's, been, wow, has he been great. Like, and, and, and I know it's a scrimmage and I know all that, but. There's when you look there's at someone who plays with some have. confidence. Yeah. Okay. There's one play I can't remember if it was the first or second game, but he went up for the block, mm-hmm. and he like dribbles the ball up the court himself, and he just pulls up for a three. I was like, this dude's a savage. Bro, he's also coming off like screens and shooting threes. Like you don't see seven yeah. foot two got big men no, doing no, that, he's, right? He's, so. he's an anomaly, and I yeah. and honestly speaking of Denver, Michael Porter Jr. had a great third game too. I think he had like twenty points. Yeah. Uh, man, their like, young talent is, is is nuts. And then Jokic I don't lost hundred pounds. Has a better court. Yeah. Like, well, that's the thing too, because we're gonna talk winners and losers of of the break yeah. almost. Yeah. So I don't want to get into yeah. too much of that, but yeah, man, like Denver's young core. Denver, I thought I thought looked really good, but the thing that sort of concerns me about Denver is they didn't have Jamal Murray. Yeah. In the lineup, and we're talking about Bull Bull, but is Bull Bull gonna play come season time? So I don't know. And they started off that scrimmage with that that really weird six eight and over full starting yeah, lineup Jokic, right Jokic, Jokic Paul Millsap like a bunch of I think it was Jokic and, and Grant at the at the guards and yeah. both are forwards yeah so they, they, I think they're just trying to do something different maybe try something out but yeah I mean if if you I mean that 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 that, that lineup can never work though just because of matchups and how they have to defend on the other end yeah but it's crazy that they can they can literally do a starting lineup of six, eight, and above, and they can yeah. all pl- they can all play those positions and play it well. Yeah. Right. So it, that's a, that's a that's a crazy. The Nuggets have, the Nuggets have something. They're a few decisions away from I think being legitimately considered to be. Kind I, of still, title I still there few think they're pe- one star away. Like yeah, w- one star and a few a few key yeah. role guys. Like, there's, like there's still I would don't see, I don't would see find it. a way to put Devin Booker in Jamal Murray's position. And I don't want to see the Booker there though. That'll be that'll be. I think that I think they need to give away uh, Jamal Murray for, no, for well, a star. I think the that's thing what is they do. overpaid him in my yeah, opinion. They paid absolutely. him way too. You locked him down for way too long. Yeah. 
and he's just not that guy. Like he's talented, but I, look, he's young, so I don't want to, you know, destroy him because yeah. he did have a great postseason last year. Like yeah. he played really well, and for a young player who's never been to the playoffs, that's usually a good sign. Yeah, he's got handles. He has. He's got a shot. I just don't know about his size and strength. His and it and factor. It, yeah. Like he doesn't have it, but like Devin Booker has it. Yeah, you know, a guy like that, I think would be a nice fit there. Uh, but OKC went three and zero. So they continue to surprise. Oh, because he's just steady. How, how man? I've, I'm telling you, I think we talked about this either on record or off record because we used to crap. At least I did. Used to crap on CP3. You used to, yeah. I used to destroy you. CP3 yeah, yeah. Don't, because don't I, put that on me. Like, I always felt like CP3 was just like that guy who got all this praise for no reason. and He's, a, he's proved it this CP3 year, man. CP3 is a genius, is a basketball genius. So I was listening to the... Knuckleheads podcast and they had Trevor Ariza on. Yeah. And they were talking about when he played with CP in Houston. He's like, CP had every single play for every single team memorized. Yep. So anytime he would be playing, he's studied up and he has everything in his mind and he's just two steps ahead of people. That's why he gets all those steals. Mm-hmm. And to me, to come in to OKC and they, and he was CP3 himself was on the Knuckleheads and they asked him too about the OKC thing. He's like, for me, like, I could have easily sat out and said, I'm not going to come here. Like, yeah. you know, I gave four years to Houston and they trade me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm, out. I'm here with nobody. Yeah. I could I could very easily come here, but then that makes me a bum. Like, he's straight up. He's like, that makes me a bum. Like, mm-hmm. why would I come here and, and act like a bum? Because it's going to make me a bum. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to com- come here and do my play. job and, and play. And, I mean, this is the first year I really have, like, a true appreciation for CP post, like, New Orleans days. If you, literally, if you really look at what he's doing, he's mentoring young guys. He's yeah. leading a full team. He's, you know, he's the smallest guy on that floor, but yeah. playing like the biggest guy on the floor. Yeah. So, like, imagine what he's done for Schroeder. Imagine what he's done for Shea. Yeah. Um, Darius Baisley. He loved Darius Baisley. Him and he's he's made Billy Dobbin, Billy Dobbin look like a god, and we've only given him crap for what he's done with, with Russ. Yeah, but I feel, like, I feel like that is more, like, I feel like it's because of those texts or the comments that KD left a couple years ago when he got booked with that burner account. About Billy Donovan's system, I, I mean, but outside I mean, of that, but, like, but no, he's they, been they pretty good, man. They didn't have a system with with him and Russ, though. Like, come on, Yo, man. he's was, never missed a playoff no a had year a in his in his life. Yeah, but you get Russ, you inherit Russ and KD. Uh, he yeah, lost KD after the first yeah, year, you still man. Have Russ, Russ was averaging triple doubles to get them to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah that's bro. fine. He's averaging triple. I don't know. I, I don't just think, think Billy Donovan's not known as a green. He didn't have a fair run, in my opinion. I think now that we get to see him with a whole new roster and a whole new core. Just the idea that he's, you know, taking advantage of, of this opportunity and putting everyone in a position to succeed. I mean, it, it's a great job on him. But um, I love the point guard trio with, with Schroeder. That's a great trio. Uh, Shea and uh, CP. And, and the way they all speak about Shea. Shout out to Shea, bro. He's not the converse. Shout out to Shea. I got a, Shea's I got, from Hamilton, Ontario, guys. I got this picture of these fire converses, man. Shea Gilgis Alexander, wearing, SGA. I'm, I'm I, it was so nice. I wanted to meet a pair of these. Yeah. And Giannis look pretty solid fresh, too. Fresh eh? man, Come oh. on the white. Those are like off white, off like white, white converse. That's exactly yeah. what it looks like, man. They're killing it, bro. Um, what's it called? Uh, Giannis looks pretty good, man. I know it's like kind Which of old threes. news, but Giannis, Giannis is scary, man. And I'm worried about this whole no crowd thing. I feel like his nerves aren't even going to be existent. He's so dominant. Like it's just to watch him be like elite athlete and just come here at a play at a super high level. His yeah. Shot looks better. He's more comfortable. Yeah. Uh, the Bucks look scary, man. I don't know. Give me, give me, give me, give me a quick little power rankings in your head right now. Okay, number Off one, the top. Number one, power rankings. 
Full health? Full health. Um, we're assuming number the, the one, bubble health. For me, the Clippers are still number one. Damn. Lakers are number two. Damn. Milwaukee number three. And I'd go. I'd honestly put Raptors. I'm going four. Raptors. I'm not. Four. I'm not worried I about. Will, I'll put like, you, what are you going to tell me about Boston? Yeah, okay. Boston has a Boston's good young a core. Sleep. Boston's a nice. Co- yeah, yeah. I but, don't know. That's tough. But when you compare the two, the Raptors have a better record. The Raptors are coming off a chip. The Raptors have a core that just came off a chip. So like, you can't tell me based on, you know, a, a ceiling that we we might see that yeah. they you know edge them out. Mm. You can make the case for Boston, but I don't think Philly comes close to that case. Um, but Ben no, Simmons Philly, looks a lot better. Out of that, man. I don't, yo, and especially Ben Simmons is gonna start. He's he's looking like he's going to start taking more threes, which means yeah, he took two in one game. Maybe he's one of two, two in one game. That's fine. <laughs> Once he starts taking four, he's gonna go one for four. A lot of mispossessions there. Yeah. I don't think he his shot just still looks like. Awful. The thing his about elbows shooting, out and yeah, it, it does look odd and it's like uncomfortable. But I think that his shooting is more about clearing space for Joel Embiid. He has to, and they put him at the they put him at the power forward position for a game. I think they did that, and they started off one of their one of their Shake, guards off the, off the bench. Yeah, um, which and they looked a lot better. They looked a lot better spaced. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that develops. Philly is kind of like they've lost their championship traction, which is whack because their core is so young. Their core is so young. The core is the same. Their coaching is the same, which is a huge issue. Yeah. Um, I just I just think they don't hold Joel and Beat accountable enough. Like they only hold Ben like, Simmons accountable. We're gonna we're gonna talk about this in a bit, but there's been a few guys who took advantage of this break to change their image Body, completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They lost 15, 20 pounds. They yeah, took they the time muscle. to work out. And we see Joel and Beat, he looks sluggish. He looks even worse than he looked before the break, man. Yeah. And it's like, what is the reason for all this? Like why is nobody holding this guy accountable? Why is it taking three years for Ben Simmons to shoot one three in a game? Where are the coaching staff that's going to work with this guy night in and night out and say, we're going to hit the, the lab right after the game. Mm-hmm. You're going to shoot till your arms can't take it anymore. Yeah. If I'm paying you that much money, you best bet I can control when and how you work out. <laughs> what do you like? It, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's it's almost like there's no communication between coach and player. And it, Philly is it, they, just, they just look disorganized all the time. And they, they, I mean, they needed a big change and they didn't get that big change in time. And. It's starting. Their window starting to dwindle, and it's just too late. Raptors last year made that big move because they were right. I, they were starting to dwindle. They they were going yeah. to dwindle if they did not make that Kawhi Rosen. Oh, trade. the Rosen trade and the and, Casey and the Casey firing. They were going to dwindle, and I think the Sixers after last year they should have made that change. Yeah, and they didn't, and now they're starting to see. Now you're starting to see what's well, happening. Well, if anything, too, I'd say down. Joel Embiid's trade value has gone down year over year. Absolutely, and Ben Simmons. And Ben I don't Simmons think with his back wants, injury, man. And I don't think anyone, they want a point guard that can't shoot. You know, well, as, as great aside, as he runs the break. Bro, three months ago they were talking about the fact that this guy might not ever play again because, yeah. like, you know, we don't know the extent of his back situation and all the back, back, back. He's, 20, he's 22, 23 with a bad back and mm-hmm. can't shoot. Mm-hmm. Remember Steve Nash had a bad back. He came he, back from he, the two MVPs. Cliff, his cliff was Yeah, but he's old. No, no, no. But, they, but, but it, it's possible to come back from a bad back. It just takes a lot of work, I think, Steve Nash. Well, also with his style, of like Ben's style of play too, right? But Steve, Steve Nash – he came off his Phoenix year, uh, off his Dallas years, not being able to resign because of his bad back. Went to Phoenix, won two MVPs. So it's possible. Yeah. Is it going to take some work? Absolutely. Should, should he have won two MVPs? Should though? he have won? Whatever. <laughs> however, but he was in the discussion at the, the very discussion. Least. He's at the yeah, top yeah. of the league. I got you. one of the best point guards in the league. That's the point, right? Ben Simmons. It just looks like. I mean, obviously, I don't know if he puts in the work or whatnot or what's happening or whatever. It doesn't look like he puts in the work. He did put in work on his jump shot. Maybe it'll get better. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. 
Um, I agree with them not being with um, Joel Embiid not being held accountable. It it seems like all the pressure is on Ben Simmons and not Joel Embiid. Yeah, which seems which is a huge problem because Joel Embiid is actually your star, and he's the and he's he's the person he's the guy that says you know we're gonna go where where I take this team. I'm gonna take the last game that that game winning shot. I'm gonna be the leader of this team, but he doesn't get treated like it, which is one of the strangest like. Or he gets happening too everywhere. treated like it. Like it's almost like to a baby level. Yeah, yeah. Where so like we I can't say anything to this guy. We need him here. So they're a mess. I'm taking Boston over Philly. No, There's no doubt about that one. Oh, Am I taking from Boston a, from over the Raptors? Coach, no, not yet. From a coaching perspective, Boston. Better, yeah, um, from from a just a personnel perspective. Boston has the personnel though, man. They're, Boston has the personnel. But know. the, thing, the thing that scares me about Philly is in – in the blink of an eye, if they just click, they turn it on. They could be such a problem, and nobody matches up with Milwaukee better than Philly. Nobody matches up with Milwaukee. The size is there. They yeah. can do exactly what the Raptors did last year at a more effective level. Yeah, because their front court is much bigger than ours was last year and this year. Look, ours is small this year, man. Yeah, yeah, but it's fine because Fred sets a, sets a mean, mean screen, <laughs> and Terrence Davis is the actual oh, goat. He's the actual oh, goat. Goodness, he had a great scrimmage, great couple games. And Matt Thomas too, but let's uh, let, let's move on. So, teams that are that were concerning through the scrimmage. So this is kind of weird for me because on my winner segment, I'm going to talk about Portland. But in this case, Portland went 0 for three. Uh, I don't know if that's really a concern for me because I don't want to deduce much off this. Yeah. And I don't think Dame played any of those games. I think uh, he was think so, out no. for all three of them. Yeah. So there's that aspect of it. Um, they're they're welcoming back Nurk, who's a ball Just dominant, a ball. You know, a guy ball stopping. Who, I want to say, yeah, he's not ball dominant. Yeah, ball you're stopping. right, ball stopping. Ball exactly. Stopping. So he, he does need some fair bit of attention. He needs a fair bit of the ball, uh, and and plays good minutes. So we gotta factor that in. You know, getting him in with Whiteside and how that's gonna work. Melo losing a bunch of weight and then coming back and he's looking a little bit better. Yeah, he's looking. He's he was hitting shots. I think where they're what they're really gonna miss. They're gonna miss Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza is not coming to the bubble, and they had to sign him close. Portland. To, yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So they he's. Uh, so the reason why he's not in there is because he's in the middle of a custody battle over his child, and he has a one he has locked a one month visitation with his child, and that's during the bubble, so he can't make it. Um, good for him for choosing family over for basketball. That's sure, great, sure. but I think they're gonna miss him because that was another key piece, another three and D guy. Melo's not a three and D guy. Melo's just a D. I mean three. three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's <laughs> he's a three and mid range. I think they would have really liked to use Trevor Ariza. Yeah. Um, I I don't. I don't know. Portland's another one of those teams where they're it's up in the air. It's up in the air, and their their championship window dwindled as well. They're further down than than, but man, than you Philly. Th- if you yeah. actually just take a second to think about what the potential of a lineup that is Dame, CJ, Melo at the three, Nurk and Whiteside exchangeable at the four. I don't know four, if Nurk five, at four five. I don't do, know yeah. Whiteside can't play. You the can four do a reason at the four, but I don't. I don't know if Nurk is good enough. But they have Zach Collins, who I think is a nice oh, player, very nice player. Yes. Um, so man, I don't know. We're gonna talk about it more in the winter segment, so I don't want to get into it here. Uh-huh. Boston went one for two. I got not really concerned with the scrimmage. Yeah. And I think they'll they'll get it back. And I think Jalen Brown was also out for those games as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. I don't know what his status is going into the season. I haven't really checked. And then Miami and Memphis both going one one and two as well. Not concerned about Miami. Not concerned no, about Memphis I'm not either. concerned about Miami. You were telling me, so, or was it Greg that told us something about Jimmy Butler? 
that you want to share with our listeners what he did for his teammates. That he bought, yeah, he bought all of his teammates' uh, basketball net and was it equipment? Well, I don't know if that's what he did. I know Steve Ballmer did that, and I think Greg said Jimmy did something similar. similar. And he shipped but it to their houses. Yeah, once so the Steve Ballmer started. is the owner of Clippers. The Clippers. He's the richest owner in the league. He's rich enough to own more than half the teams. Yep. As per Greg, that's yeah. a, that's a Greg stat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he uh, he sent the team a full weight room, like a home weight room, home gym, yeah, you got and, the money. Uh, and a hoop Huge. for everyone. I like that, man. Like, listen, he, uh, Steve Vollmer is one of the more invested owners in the league, and he yeah. really cares about the team. He really wants to win. He, that's and that's that it. Proves it. That's and really that, it. That's put what your it comes money where your to. mouth is. You want to win? Sign Nobody some two guys, yeah. sign big guys, and. Get them everything they need. Nobody who's here for the bottom line is going to send a home gym exactly. and a basketball to their 10th guy, to yeah. their 8th guy even. Yeah, exactly. You know, like if maybe they'll send it to Kawhi and PG and maybe like Lure, their starters. Yeah. But this guy sent it to 1 through 15. Everyone had. Him, and this is like. Love that. It's not a, like a short-term thing. Like this is a, here, just take this. You can have it you for the rest of your it, life. Yeah. I just, I want you to know how serious I am. And, and Paul George talks about that in his interview too with, um. I've been listening to Bare Knuckleheads. Yeah, There's a lot of good guests. I love Knuckleheads. But Paul George was on, and he was saying he's like, all of us as a unit, we know that he wants to win. Yeah, because man. he texts us after every game. He says, "Good job, guys! Like you did great." Yeah, every game. Yeah, he's at every game. He's super. And they're he's saying he's like, every game, a man. lot of people think he's doing this as an act. He's like, that's just who he is. Like he's so quirky. He's so yeah. bubbly. Yeah, like in he meetings, loves basketball too. Everything. Yeah, yeah. So like he's committed, and they're like, this makes us want to win for him. Yeah, you know, it makes us want to be here, and it. As I was listening to that, I'm like, I was so pissed at Kawhi for leaving, but I'm thinking about myself, like... Why would you want, not want to go there? You know, like, he's the best owner in the league, hands down. The richest owner in the league, so you know you're good. It's home for you. It's warm. It's L.A. You know? So, I Come mean, it's, it's... It'd be stupid. It'd be yeah. stupid. And you, and you have two rings. Like, a part of you is like, ah... Winning is not that important. I don't care how much these guys say, oh, all I want to do is well, I want more. I want. Kawhi has two that, rings... Yeah. At this point in his career, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reap the benefits of what I've done the last four or five years. Yeah, and go I'm just home, gonna collect money, money, go home, chill. go where I want, demand what I want. So, I mean, Steve Ballmer is is a G, and and that's how we saw that. But let's get into uh, the winners and losers. So we did this. Uh, we wanted to talk about the winners and losers of the break, mm-hmm. uh, not so much the return, but just the whole break period. Mm-hmm. Um, did you want to start with that? Big, 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 big losers. I'm gonna go with the Brooklyn Nets just because they they've <laughs> they've lost in their entire roster. Yeah, and they've unfortunately had to rely on signing guys who are out of the league to essentially get them to this bubble, right? Yeah. And they signed they signed Michael Beasley, who we know we we said earlier got the virus, got tested positive, and was kicked out. It's contract canceled. They signed Jamal Crawford. Great to see Jamal Crawford back in the league. That's pretty cool. Jamal Crawford is not gonna win you. No games. I would say he's going to give you a lot of entertainment. Not, a, not when there's this many. Like not when the East is literally the, the all playoffs. And not teams. when only the good teams, quote unquote, good teams exactly. are back in the league, exactly. right? So I say they're the biggest losers. Kyrie went on a whole thing about the players. He's uh, a loser by himself. He's a loser by himself, right? So I can't, I can't defend Kyrie anymore. So he's a loser by himself. That just you just double down on being Yo, losers. But I'll, I'll give him his flowers because he did start a fund for uh, yes, WNBA fund. players right. who are taking the time off to, From I the think bubble? it was either to, yeah, is either to protest or to deal with it's like social reform. Anything, anything with social reform, social yeah, justice or, or, or all the, the whole Black Lives Matter movement and everything. Um, I think any any player that decided to f- not go to the, the WNBA bubble 
and pursue that yeah. and start a fund for them and then so you gotta give supporting them, them financially credit where it's due so shout out to Kyrie right. for that one but, but he was for him to say yeah for him to say yeah. we can start a league ourselves and be bigger than than the NBA Come I mean on, like man. in theory yeah if all 300 of you shifted yeah. but think about like what you how why? many things you need to get done like why man it's just yeah and the NBA has been nothing but accommodating for these guys so I feel like we can work together you know hand in hand and he's the vp of the nba players association mm-hmm. so it's like come on bro mm-hmm. um, so that's my biggest loser um another loser i want to bring up um more of a a little bit of a uh, i would say i want to say dark horse but a little bit of a dark horse loser and there's two of them because and that's and i think it's because they're losing two key players the pacers are losing victor oladipo to <sighs> I guess I don't know. He's questionable still, but he's not sure if he wants to come back. I'm gonna go with the assumption he's not gonna come back. I could be wrong. And my boy, man. And, and they're missing my boy. Which your boy? The second guy. Do you know? Yeah. No, 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 no. The second guy for me is a different team. Oh, but Sabonis. Sabonis is another loser. The Pacers, the Pacers, the Pacers lost Sabonis too. That's two L's. Yeah. So that's that's basically. They have what Brogdon as one of their stars. Miles Turner, I guess, is, is gonna have to step up as one of their stars. So they've lost. Essentially, oh, two. and uh, T.J. Warren, Warren, he's yeah, T.J. Warren. I remember that whole beef with, with Jimmy. Yeah. Um, but that those are two big L's for them. I think, obviously, it's not because the Pacers are losers, but it just it's just two two unfortunate losses. Yeah. And the Jazz are gonna lose Bogdanovich, man, and he's not he's not coming Why? to the bubble. He's oh, not coming really? to the bubble. Yeah. So that's huge. That's a twenty point per game kind of guy to lose, and I, I literally think he's averaging twenty. Yeah, a game. and 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 that's why I want to I wanted to mention that because that, that's a very very sleeper loser because wow. you're gonna expect maybe Jordan Clarkson to take up take up that 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 scoring like he Bogdanovich scores at like a, a stupid rate and yeah. he's, he's 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 literally just a bucket getter. Yeah, and I think as the as the the schedule gets. You know, busier, and as the teams play, they're gonna need some guy like Bogdanovich to carry the offensive load. So I think that's gonna—I think that's a very, yeah. very big sleeper L for for the Jazz. Yeah. Um, for me, I think the Pelicans are a big loser, and I'll tell you why. Because they're not actually losing anybody, mm. but I think that they're losing a crap ton of momentum. So, at the time that the Pelicans that the season ended, the Pelicans had the easiest schedule remaining at the end, like to remain, yeah, to figure out the season. Um, that's one thing. Mm. Obviously, now the schedule has changed. They they tried to give them the easiest, but that's easy relative. They're chopping off eight of the worst teams in the league. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you're still playing against really good teams. So, that's one point. Point number two, Brandon Ingram was at his all-time best in the season when the season had ended. He yeah. was having a great year, but he was just ramping up, and the whole team was ramping up. Mm. And then I'm worried that the time off – with his age and maybe he's just, you know, lounging a little. Because he looked a bit – like he was struggling a bit in the scrimmages to like put a shot up. Like his shot didn't look right. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I feel like the the whole Ingram thing, like they needed him to be at the level he was pre-COVID. I don't know if he'll be there. Right. And another thing for me is Zion. So Zion was ramping up big time. Like he was – I think he had like all but four of the games he played when he came back were 20 points plus. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then to take four months off right after all that, I think it could be a bit rust in his knees. Like, just and I know he's a young kid, so yeah. I'm, I don't want to say like there's gonna be like build up in his knees. He's not an old guy, <laughs> but I mean like you want to get your legs under you. Like he didn't have much sample size of being in the NBA, and then now he's gonna come play eight games and hit up the playoffs. Yeah. Whereas had he played the 41 games, you know, at least got half the season conditioning going, in, condition, yeah. you know. Had it, so now it's like you play 10 games, 20 games. 
nothing, and then you come back and you play. So I think that's a bit of a, a fall off there. And then an indirect. Fun fact, though, before you go to the next one, JJ Redick has made the playoffs all four years of high school, all four years of college, and all 13 years of his NBA career. That's 21 years in a row. Imagine he loses this year. He's going to lose it. This year. He's going to lose it. There's four teams fighting for one spot, and one team's already four games ahead, man. <laughs> so what's going to happen? The, drain, it, bro. That's a crazy the, the West is. I guarantee the West is going to have the the elimination game. The eight oh, nine for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's yeah. like that's already a guarantee. Mm-hmm. The eight nine is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, next loser. The ne- So this one isn't a loser. It's a collective group of losers, and <laughs> I actually think it's the whole bottom four of the West because of why I th- like of what I believe. Portland can be like yeah. I feel like Portland now with all their health and everyone coming back mm. has separated themselves from the Pelicans from yeah. the who's the bottom four the is the Jazz in there no the Jazz yeah, are probably Jazz top um let's see let's pull it out the Pelicans are the Memphis Grizzlies uh Sacramento Kings and the Spurs and the Suns I don't even know why the Sacramento Kings are playing like well I mean the Suns are playing like, like yeah why they're like, two and a half games out like it's just not. Do you think? Well, gonna, okay. You know what I mean? Like it's because like, at why? this point, at this point, it's a race for a ninth. Because if you get within ninth, you're, you're almost guaranteed. Give them to get a chance, in, right? I guess. But like, dang, man! Like it's like. But oh. yeah. But when you compare the Grizzlies, the Pelicans, the Kings, the Spurs, and then you look at the Blazers with CJ Dame, Whiteside, Nurk. Yeah, they got they got the names. It's like, dude, they've got like the names. they got the big names. They got the experience. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I I I feel like Portland might make a run, and and I feel like this time off and getting a player of Nurkic's caliber back mm-hmm. is a real setback to all these other teams that are just like fighting in this relative race. And it's like you leave and you come back, and they're a whole new different team, or like a, yeah. whole, a team with a whole like. Nurkic was like a like a, from my memory, from like a year and a half ago, was a really good player, especially when he hit Portland. And he was doing Huge. really well. Yeah. So I mean, potential there. Yeah. Um, but the last, the very last segment that we're gonna do for today, um, I guess this is like the sleepers, uh, and then I want to see if you know or if you want to talk about like who's gotten better mm-hmm. throughout the break. Mm-hmm. So let's talk sleepers first. Um, so who's your first sleeper? Actually, you know, I'll start off because I was just saying yep. Portland is my first sleeper. Yeah, obviously explained all that, so I don't want to yeah. go into the details again. But go ahead with yours. Um, Oklahoma City. We talked about them earlier. I think I also want to give some credit to Andre Roberson, who came back after thirty oh, yeah. months of being out of the league from that devastating Crazy. leg injury, and he came had- back, hit two clutch threes to win the game. Yeah, threes. Him being known as the one of the worst shooters in the league, obviously Ever. one of the worst free throw shooters in the league as well, came back. You know, thirty months of just like. Imagine being out of the game for 30 yeah. months, out of your job for 30 months and having to persevere through all that. Came back with a better shot. Especially let's when your job is like peak physicality exactly. and peak, peak health. So right? let's see how he – I would love to see how he's going to end up playing, um, how his how his, how his free throws are going to look, how his shots are going to look. If he can make himself a serviceable 3 and D kind of guy, yo, listen, OKC is, is looking scary. So I think that's going to be a big sleeper. Also, I'm going to go with it, – it's half – this this one is half an L, but more I think what they did to recoup from this is very good. The Lakers had signed Dion Waiters in March, right before um, the league the league had um, was on hold, I guess, or it was canceled on hold. Mm-hmm. I think Dion Waiters was a very good pickup for them. I think he's matured. I think he's playing alongside LeBron. I think he's say matured, but he was just high on a plane like three months ago. Yeah, but I mean, what are you gonna, <laughs> when you play when you're playing around LeBron, I think hey, there's man. a certain there's a certain you know greatness is expected of you. And if I don't you, think and any don't, players, don't I don't think any players who dabble with marijuana should be held 
to any punishment, but we can talk <laughs> about that later. Um, but yeah, so I think he's gonna really benefit from playing alongside this veterans guy, veteran guys like that. And he came out and balled out in the scrimmages, so he did pretty well. He yeah. looked well. He like he, obviously we said we said scrimmages, but yeah. you just see the eye test. You see how guys move. How guys look. Clutch bucket. Exactly. The layup. Right? Exactly. Such a Dion basket. You're exactly a Dion and basket. You almost lose the ball, and then yeah. you like go between six guys, and then. You know, the, put it up. The, now, the half L for the Lakers is losing Avery Bradley. Um, him, he won't be joining them in the bubble. And he was, he's not only a great 3 and D kind of guy, he's a great playmaker for them. And they need playmaking. They need a guy at that, you know, combo guard, point guard position to make plays. And then they ended up recouping or, or making up for that by signing J.R. Smith, yeah. who, listen. Is that. Who is, who <laughs> is that same exact, who who is that same exact player, obviously, to a lesser degree, I would say, because he's a bit yeah. older and he's a bit more, you know, wild, I want to, yeah. I guess is the word I want to use. Um, but listen, JR can get a bucket. He can make plays for you. He can clamp down on defense when you really need him to. Yeah. And once again, he's playing with LeBron. He's won a chip with LeBron. He knows what it takes. Yeah. So I think that was a really, really great recovery by the Lakers. Look, JR. Okay, when the Lakers, with the Lakers, they don't need Jr. to be Denver Jr. They don't Absolutely even not, need him no. to be the Cavaliers Jr. Early Cavs, that. New York Jr. They just need him to be Jr. Smith of now. So yeah. come in, you're big. You can hit shots. You can defend. You can you know grab a rebound. You can make plays, create plays. Yeah. Like there was a play. Oh man, it was a, such a beautiful play. It was like AD hit him with a back screen. Yeah. Uh, or was it AD or uh, Dwight? It was Dwight. Mm. Dwight hit him with a back screen, and he like comes around like the back corner. And he just like shovels it above his head. Did you see that? It was the alley oop that mm-hmm. they ran, mm-hmm. and it was so beautiful. Just up. watching Jr. play, like Jr. is a playmaker, and, and Jr. was on Danny Green's pod, mm-hmm. and they were and because they asked him like because Danny Green's also another one of those guys who's like viewed as a spot up shooter. Yeah. So like if you're just a half a half ass NBA fan, you're like, oh, all this guy knows how to. Do shoot. shoot. Yeah. Can't dribble, can't do anything. And yeah. they, they talked about that. And he's like, yo, honestly, like I like we're all here because we can play basketball. Like yeah. none of us are gonna get to this level if we can't dribble, if yeah. we can't you know, so all of us like to the average Joe will handle you. But yeah. there's a system and there's a way things work in the NBA. Yeah. And unfortunately sometimes they put you in a in a bubble and a box and a you, bubble, you yeah. Uh, yeah, a box. <laughs> They put you in a box, and they they you sort of just have to play the role that you're put into. So a guy like Jr. is often put in a role of being the three and D guy. You know, shoot your threes, mm-hmm. play your defense, yeah. and so on and so forth. But he says to me like I like I played point guard growing up. I can create plays. I can dribble the ball. I can play defense. Like there's a lot more to me yeah. than just shooting threes, and people don't know that. So I think if anything, like the Dion plus Jr outweighs the the loss of Avery exactly in my they're, opinion they're yeah even better so i mean the Lakers, winners yeah the lakers are for sure looking nice um sleepers for me denver obviously we talked obviously, about denver because yeah. Jokic lost a gazillion pounds they have a lot I of young would, I would talent love to see how that works because Jokic is a is he, i don't think he's dependent on his body being big but in the post and the way he plays he plays with his body he throws his body he around. throws his body around so i want to see like you know we it was kind of the same idea when kyle lowry came back and lost a lot of weight we want to see how he would would he keep that strength that he uses yeah. all the time. So I really want to see how he keeps that strength. Yeah, and then obviously the my, my final sleeper is the most biased, but it's the Toronto Raptors. Oh yes. Um. Oh baby. Man, like Chris Boucher put on weight. Matt, Matt Thomas, Thomas put on huge. weight. Huge. Oh. Um. OG Ananobi has a newfound handle. Like yeah. he and and that is a thing he worked on in in the break, mm-hmm. um, which we'll talk about shortly. But he. He came back and he has a great handle. He's way more comfortable dribbling. Yeah, the ball like that's something that we used to always hate about OGs when he Bad dribbles hands. the ball. It's yeah. a disaster. Yeah, right. 
um, that you know Freddie is full health. The whole team is full. Kyle health. has full health. Marcus Kyle, skinny. Marcus, Marcus all lost skinny, a ton bro. of weight. Ibaka is having a great year. Came yeah. back, picked right up from where he left yeah. off. Uh, very well coached team. I, Coach of the year candidate. They just huge. look. They just look like a team with a goal in mind, and everyone on the team is bought into that. Goal. Exactly. Pascal is looking great. So I mean. Obviously, we can sit here and, and talk about the Raptors all day, but I think that's a huge sleeper, and I think a lot of uh, maybe teams are preparing better for them, but NBA media for sure is not considering them a serious team at all. I'm cool with that. Happens and then year. the last last thing is the improvements over the break. So any any key guys, I was just talking OG worked on a handle. OG worked a bit on his shot. So OG Ananobi is already in conversation this year for all nba defense yeah uh, i don't know if he's first team but he's definitely looking at all nba defense um mixed with his newfound like shot he's shooting a lot better this better year this way year, more man. confident yeah. he's driving to the can better and now he's dribbling better mm-hmm. and to really think that he's only in his third year in the league fourth year in the league uh, yeah. uh, like first it's just definitely he's still on his rookie contract yeah. so f- for us to like w- expect so we, much we, more we, out of him, we we expect a lot out yeah, of him. Yeah, so the, that's and the problem, he was supposed to take a step, but Kawhi came, which kind of hindered that yeah, step. Yeah, and I think he's back on that track, that trajectory yeah. now. Yeah. So, um, OG for sure. Bobo looked great. I don't know if he, I don't know if he had that before, but Bobo he can do it all, which is kind of scary. At, at being at seven two, would love to see, would have loved to see him get a little bit bigger. Yeah, uh, I think I think that's his, his next thing. Maybe that get, might be genetics though. Because his dad was his dad just was skinny. Uh, yeah just as skinny <laughs> but like come on you gotta be able to put pounds on it, it, I, I I agree like it might be maybe I mean if Joel Embiid did it if Joel Embiid did it because Joel Embiid looked like Bull Bull in high school man, Chris Boucher put on weight and yeah. you know how skinny he was right so I think it's definitely possible I think that's the next thing for him to is, is to put on some weight and get bigger so he can really bang with those guys and pause like, yeah I feel um, it. but. <laughs> 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 but uh, I think I think he can. Um, I think I think him putting on some weight will be really good for, for yeah. his career. Yeah, Marcus All, uh, huge huge off season or off season, huge four months where mm-hmm. he lost like a million pounds. He looks yeah. like he's in better shape, and he was dealing with hamstring injuries all season. Yeah, twice I think he hurt it. So less weight he's, on the hamstrings. Yeah, he's back now. in full health. Yeah. He's he's lighter on his feet. So mm-hmm. we're excited. Come playoff time. Um, this one is one I found out. Courtesy of the Knuckleheads, because mm. they just had Paul George on. Well, Paul George, as of two weeks ago, has completely halted his uh, shoulder rehab. It's fully healed. Fully healed. Eh? That fir- was time. A year, so it was a year removed from his surgery, and just two weeks ago he stopped. So this break, Scary. he was saying, was like very, 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 very much needed for him. Because mm. now he's like completely, like, I don't even need to rehab anymore. That's how comfortable it is and how strong nice. it is. So I'm happy because... A little part of me has always loved Paul George, and I've always wanted so the best smooth, for him. Man. So smooth, and obviously you shatter your leg in half like mid prime. Oh, yeah. Like he was, bro. If and we, if we're being real, like prior to that injury, Paul George, we were having the debate of Paul George versus James versus James Harden. Yeah, we were, we were, we were having that it debate was up very there. seriously, and he was giving LeBron the fits in the playoffs. So I mean, kudos to Paul. Uh, and then my last sleeper is Ben Simmons working on his shot. Uh, not I sleeper, don't know. It's not but, sleeper, uh, but we'll see. It's gone TBD better. on that one, man. At TBD. Least at least now he's attempting. He's more comfortable shooting. I think yeah. if he implements that in his game, it'll help him be better. It'll help his team be better. Mm-hmm. And I still think they need a new coach. Absolutely. There's no doubt. But that was two years ago. Three yeah. Years, uh, two years yeah. ago. They, they should uh, They should look at Fizz. Fizz on a little Mark Jackson even. Maybe that'd be yeah. nice. Be, especially at the point of position where they... Jeff, oh, JVG, man. They just they need a they need There's a coach. so many good co- coaches yeah. out there. Like, come on, just yeah. make that move. 
Anywho, uh, this does sum up the uh, very first yes. episode of the comeback. I'm trying to cash this bubble. I mean, of the pause. comeback. Hey! <laughs> trying to cash this uh, Clippers-Lakers game in the second half of this Utah Pelicans game. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have missed you. Uh, you know where to find us. Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. YouTube. Actually, not even YouTube. Not YouTube. But, but yeah, Instagram, Facebook, anywhere you go on to, YouTube, to check if men's are commenting on your girls' picks, that's where we are. <laughs> not on the picks. <laughs> not on no, the no, picks. No, no, it's not us. It's not Bro. No, no, we're you know where to find us, but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy uh, enjoy your weekend, enjoy the Raptors first game back Saturday, eight thirty p.m. Lakers Raptors, and uh, we'll be back at you next week. See you.